The Space Shuttle Challenger disaster was a fatal accident in the United States space program. It occurred on January 28, 1986, when the Space Shuttle Challenger broke apart 73 seconds into its flight, killing all seven crew members aboard. The crew consisted of five NASA astronauts and two payload specialists. The disaster resulted in a 32-month hiatus in the Space Shuttle program and the formation of the Rogers Commission, a special commission appointed by the United States President Ronald Reagan to investigate the accident. We're going to talk about that terrible disaster and some amazing positive things that came from 1986 on this episode of Microbreak. This is Microbreak, a podcast for humans with the attention span of a goldfish, where I share my thoughts, wisdom, and humor on a wide range of topics from yesterday to today, all delivered unscripted and loosely edited in under 15 minutes an episode. This is Michael J. Mayone. Please subscribe and enjoy the ride. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Micro Break. I am your host, Michael J. Mayone, and this is episode 49 in the Retro Flashback series, and we are in 1986, and sadly, we had to open it with yet some more terrible disaster news, and that was the Space Shuttle Challenger. I remember when this happened, though I don't believe I watched it on television live, I actually saw it on the news, and they just kept repeating it over and over and over. Engines beginning throttling down now at 94%. Normal throttles uh, for most of the flight, 104%. We'll throttle down to uh, 65% shortly. Engines at 65%, three engines uh, running normally, three good fuel cells. So the 25th space shuttle mission is now on the way after more delays than NASA cares to count. This morning, it looked as though they were not going to be able to get off. It looks like a couple of the uh, solid rocket boosters uh, blew away from the side of the shuttle in an explosion. Obviously a major malfunction. We have a report from the flight dynamics officer that the vehicle has exploded. Flight director confirms that. We are looking at uh, checking with the recovery forces to see uh, what can be done at this point. It was literally a little over a minute that this thing was in the air. Everybody was cheering and, and just having a grand old time. And then, boom, it just disintegrated. There was no hope of survivors at all. The Rogers Commission, a special commission appointed by the United States President Ronald Reagan to investigate the accident. Now, get this. The Rogers Commission found that NASA's organizational culture and decision-making processes were the key contributing factors in the accident, with the agency violating its own safety rules. In a nutshell, they were breaking the rules for years. And when I say years, almost 10 years. NASA managers had known since 1977 of quality issues with certain space shuttle components, but failed to address them. But don't fret, because we're going to have some great news that came out in 1986 as well, folks, on this episode. Hey, how's everybody doing out there? Have you subscribed yet to this podcast, or do you keep stumbling upon it, listening once in a while? There are 15-minute episodes. They're released every single week. We are in season two, and I thank you, regular, loyal listeners and subscribers. Now, for my regulars out there who listen, could you all please just take a moment out of your busy day and give me a five-star review, because only five will survive. And then <laughs> go ahead and give me a little snippet. Tell me what you like about the show, why you keep coming back. I don't care if you say, 
the guy's a dork and I love listening to dorks or I love that accent from New Jersey or I love the content and the stuff that he covers. It's all good. It's all good. Please give me a review. Apple Podcasts, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, that's a real easy place to leave a review. I don't think you can do it on Spotify. I know you can do it on other platforms. So please leave a review because it helps other folks find the podcast and it gets better and better. All right. So let's continue our journey. Of course, here we are in 1986. I kind of like to talk about gasoline and stuff. Gasoline, one gallon, 89 cents in 1986. Gas is going down. (laughs) And Casio had a little portable color television. Here here we are with those portable TVs. There was the Watchmen by Sony. Now Casio has the portable color television. That sucker is 250 bucks. You can buy a 55-inch TV now, folks, for less than that. I mean, it's a piece of shit, but you can definitely buy one. There was the Tandy 600 computer, $1,599. And the jar of Skippy peanut butter was only $1.49. Mmm, I love peanut butter, especially when it mixes with chocolate because it makes Reese's. And that's Hershey, and that's Pennsylvania, and I love Pennsylvania. Man, you are off topic. Get rid of that voice, Michael. So we're back. <laughs> Ford Mustang, $7,452. bucks. probably had a four-cylinder. Who the hell knows? Broccoli was $0.39 cents a pound. <laughs> I love the people that write these ads. They could have picked carrots. They could have did cauliflower, but they picked broccoli <laughs> to tell me how much I'm, I'm chopping broccoli. I'm chopping broccoli. And it's only $0.39. Cents. <laughs> We're getting nowhere on this episode. And my lady, she went downtown. She bought some broccoli. She brought it home. She's chopping broccoli. Chopping broccoli. Chopping broccoli. She chopping broccoli. She chopping broccoli. She chopped the broccoli. She chopped. Uh. She chopped the broccoli. I hope you're being entertained. I'm cracking the shit out of myself. Ooh, here you are. I remember somebody saying to my wife when she was going to retire, this person said that, ah, now you could spend your time sitting on the couch, eating bonbons, and watching Oprah Winfrey show. (laughs) Just true story, no shit. And she'll remember, she's probably laughing as she listens to this. Well, guess what? The Oprah Winfrey Show started in 1986. Oprah Winfrey, 1986 started her show and the show had been a success with local chicago audience and the rising host oprah winfrey soon signed a syndicated deal a syndicated deal basically means it's gonna be all over the country man and it aired for 25 seasons even seinfeld couldn't go that long but the simpsons could boom 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 hands across america top top thing that happened Hands Across America, wow, so much to say about Hands Across America. It was a movement. It was a campaign. It was a charity event. There was a song. 
so much to say about this particular top news that we're going to save it for the second half. That's right. And when we come back, we're going to continue into Hands Across America. And the biggest news was a birth. And we're going to save that for the end. We'll be right back after this. I feel like I'm on a train when I hear my intro. It's very Johnny Cash-esque with a little blues action going. I like it. One day we're going to listen to the whole track, see how long it goes. I think it's a pretty long song. <laughs> no, I didn't write it, <laughs> but I can promise you I didn't steal it either. <laughs> so here we are, 1986, talking about Hands Across America. Hands Across America was a public fundraising event on Sunday, May 25th, 1986, where, get ready, 5 to 6.5 million people held hands. That's right, no COVID, no masks, no social distancing. They held hands for 15 minutes and attempted to form a continuous human chain across the continental United States. Many participants donated $10 each to reserve their place in the line. Basically went from New York City... Wow, it started in New York City with Brooke Shields, Liza Minnelli, ton of other names. Who else is there but our good friend Harry Belafonte? This chain went all the way to Long Beach, California. And guess who held your hand in California? Mickey Mouse and Goofy. And then there was a song that came out as well. And that song was called uh, Hands Across America from Voices of America. You can check that out on YouTube. I'll give you the link. You can listen to the whole song. Okay, so let's continue with more entertainment news. The stage musical Phantom of the Opera debuts in London's West End. So yes, Andrew Lloyd Webber's stage musical adoption of Phantom of the Opera has its West End debut in October of 1980s takes. Here we go. We got Mad Cow's Disease. No, we don't talk about that. <laughs> Just... Yeah, well, it happened. There you go, mad cow. Boo, I'm pissed. Okay, we're going to skip all <laughs> So let's talk about music, and let's talk about movies. And movies, wow, big one. Huge movies of 1986. So probably the biggest movie of 1986 for me was Ferris Bueller's Day Off. It's getting pretty tough coming up with new illnesses. <coughs> It's a little childish, but then so is high school. Annie, you're not going to school like this. Call if you need us. They bought it. How could I possibly be expected to handle school on a day like this? Bueller. Cameron Dave. Get dressed and come on over. Bueller. He has been absent nine times. Bueller. My father spent three years restoring this car. Ooh. I guess that's my dad. What are we going to do? What aren't we going to do? Why should he get to ditch? Something's going on. Save Ferris. Bueller. I hate him. 
that was a big one. Of course, there was Labyrinth, and that had David Bowie starring in it. There is the movie Blue Velvet. There is the movie Stand By Me, Maximum Overdrive. How about Tom Cruise and Top Gun? That came out in 86. And Short Circuit. You remember Short Circuit? No, disassemble Johnny Five. Yeah. Little Shop of Horrors. So many other ones. I mean, guys are saying it now. What about The Color of Money? What about Big Trouble in Little China? What about Platoon? So many movies. We can't get to them all. So let's talk about the big songs in 1986. This was the Hot 100 Singles. We're not going to do all 100. We're going to do the top five. (laughs) That's what friends are for. Dionne Warwick and Friends. You had your Gladys Knight, Elton John, and your Stevie Wonder. Say you, say me. Lionel Richie. (laughs) On my own. Patti LaBelle and Michael McDonald. And Broken Wings. I can't sing that one. That's a that's a hard song to sing. Mr. Mr. You'll never hear anybody that I know of <laughs> do a karaoke version of Broken Wings. I don't really want to talk about deaths of 1986 because that's sad. But there was Cliff Burton. He was a bassist. He died in 1986. Cary Grant. Cary Grant, the actor. 1904 to 1986. He passed away. He was a movie actor. And there was Lady Diana, who was, of course, a princess. They have her listed as Lady Diana Cooper, 1986. So that's, uh, yeah. Let's talk about the births of 1986. Drum roll, please. Lady Gaga was born in 1986. Yep. She was born that way. (laughs) Drake. Yo, Drake, the rapper, was also born. And... We've got Mary Kate Olsen, but who was the biggest birth at nine pounds and 11 ounces with a full head of blonde hair, didn't want to come out, did not want to come out of the womb, was finally born, my son, John. That's right, listeners. My son, John, is born. He's my only son. My only son. My only son. This song is totally royalty-free because I'm making it up as I go. Cut it. (laughs) My goodness, you were goofy in this episode, Michael. So if you want to hear more goofiness, give me a big thumbs up. (laughs) Give me a five-star review. Subscribe to the podcast. Follow me on Twitter at micro underscore break. That's micro underscore break. This is Michael J. Mayone. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks for listening to another episode of Micro Break. Please subscribe before you go and follow me on Twitter at micro underscore break. I'll catch you on the next one.